It's in the realm of possibility. But it's the furnace is seven times hotter. I don't know. I know. But one thing I can tell you is our God is able. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Solomon, come. Let's give him a hand. Good to have he and his wife and new daughter. Praise the Lord. I can I love the presence of the Lord that I feel in this place. From the very beginning of this service, when we begin to sing those first few songs and you begin to come forward for prayer and worship the Lord, I felt that there was a spirit of restoration that was loosed in this place and God began to impress on my heart about the time of Gideon and the children of Israel. They were in the promised land, but they stopped possessing the promise. They were in the promise, but they stopped possessing their promise. There are many here tonight that you are living in the promise, but you've stopped possessing it. And tonight, you're going to possess it again. Tonight, you're going to leave here possessing your promise. Can you stand to your feet? I want to one more time, without music, without anything, without any prompting, I want us to worship the Lord. I want us to call on His name because what we're about to do is going to set the goal, set what God is going to do in this place. Uh, so I want you to just to worship Him for about 30 seconds uh, with everything you have. Let's do that now. Thank you, Pastor Sostrand, for allowing us to be here. I'm going to be very time conscious now, but uh, Hebrews 11 and 1. Most of us could probably quote this verse. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
I want us to pray one more time that God would give us revelation and he would give us understanding of what he has for us tonight. Can we do that for just a few moments? Just pray for revelation. Father, I speak revelation would go forth in this place. Uh, open our hearts and our minds to receive your word. Open our hearts and our minds to receive revelation of what you have for us. Uh, let us see the revelation of Jesus uh, tonight. Uh, in in Jesus name we pray anoint my lips that I might speak your word tonight the way that they would need to hear it in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name amen can we just give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time as you're seated at the beginning of this year uh, back in December I, I begin to pray that God would give me a theme as I would travel from church to church uh, and I, I pray that God would give me a theme to preach to the churches as, as I would go all around and and as I begin to pray, I pray uh, God begin to speak to me. And he said that the year 2021, what I want you to speak to churches is that it would be a year of great faith. Uh, and I said, Lord, if, if this is going to be a year of great faith and you want me to tell your people that this would be a year of great faith, then I must have great faith. Uh, I must speak uh, your word from that perspective that I am operating in great faith. Uh, and so as I prayed that before God's spoke that to me as we were getting ready to have a baby in February this is December I begin to pray that God would supply at least two months of our bills paid and and I, I was not just speaking that in faith I was just saying Lord this is what I need from you and so uh, as we come into January we had uh, pretty much achieved having that much saved to be able to pay our bills for two months as God spoke that to me that what the year 2020 would hold that it would be a year of great faith I told the Lord at that very moment I said then I will speak great faith over our finances and I'm not gonna speak two months of bills paid but I'm gonna speak that you would supply six months of bills paid and that's great faith to have six months of your bills paid and and so I just spoke that and I told my wife and and it was about two weeks later we went to a doctor's visit and as we went to that visit it had been the first time they said I was not allowed in and my wife had to go in by herself and and this had been the same hospital through all of COVID and and I don't know what the specific issue was that time but they said I could not go in and my wife was upset and I'm upset and and she got in there and so we're just texting back and forth and I'm sitting in the car and uh, she began to text me they're gonna keep me and so I was getting a little worried and they said my blood pressure is high but it's probably because you're upset that your husband can't come in I said good she's upset about that because I'm upset too but they said they were going to have to keep her and so uh, we were getting a little nervous and they said if it if your blood pressure gets too high that her doctor said we're just going to take the baby then because uh, we don't want her to stroke or anything like that and so uh, so she and I'm a little dyslexic so she texted me another text uh, about 20 minutes later and and what I what I read it was not what the text said but what my brain read was the baby is coming and so I was about to knock a security guard out because I needed to get in there. But at that very moment, 
as my wife and I were trying to text and I'm, I'm getting upset and I'm going to break some doors down, I got a text message from an unknown number and it said, Hello, my name is Pastor so-and-so. I'm from Wisconsin. You don't know who I am and I really didn't know who he was. He said, I've been praying and God gave me your name. I looked you up on the evangelist website and the word that God has given me for you is that it's going to be okay. That's the timing of the Lord. And not only that, he said, I would like to have your address. I want to send you something. And, and actually before I, I started rejoicing about the, the word, I thought it was a scam because he asked for my address. And I thought they were wanting to get my information. And so uh, I almost said, don't text me back. But I looked him up, and yes, he was a UPC pastor. And so I ended up texting my address, and I was rejoicing. And I told my wife, it's going to be okay because a pastor I've never met before in the moment of, of stress and in a moment where we didn't know if it was going to be okay, we got a word that it was going to be okay. But not only that, two weeks later after that, uh, I got a letter in the mail from that pastor, and it was a check that paid that helped us pay the bills to six months. Uh, I'm telling you right now that 2021 is a year of great faith, uh, and you need to speak faith in your family. You need to speak faith over your marriage. Uh, you need to speak faith over your children. You need to speak faith over your jobs. You need to speak faith over your health. It's a year of great faith. And this tonight, God wants to take this church to another dimension of faith, another level of how you have faith in God tonight. It is a year of great faith. As I was preaching uh, a few months back in Florida, I had preached the Sunday morning service and then at uh, in between services I had went to the gas station and got a drink and as I was walking out of the gas station there was a machine and on the side of the machine it said just imagine Florida lottery and God spoke to me at that very moment and it wasn't an audible voice but it was through inspiration and as God began to speak to me in the way that he speaks to me he began to say, people put money in that machine in hopes to receive their promise. In hope to receive something greater than what they've put into that machine. Now I know, because I've done it, how many have ever said, what would you do with a million dollars? And you begin to just imagine, and that's the theme of the Florida Lottery. Just imagine if you would give me $5. Just imagine you in, uh, br in that brand new house. Just imagine you being in your dream Ferrari. Just imagine you being on that dream vacation that you've always wanted to take. Uh, and, and just imagine what you could do if you'll just risk Five, ten, twenty dollars, fifty dollars. Some people even risk their whole paychecks in hope that they will have greater value. And God spoke to me. He said, tonight when you go to church, uh, He said, if you would just deposit a little faith, uh, it might not be much, uh, but if you will deposit a little bit of faith, uh, I will give you great uh, 
Someone's not hearing me. God will give you great promise. He will give you great miracles if you'll just have faith to believe that when you believe it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not by chance that it could happen. It's not, I hope it will happen. If you will have faith for it, He will do it. Just imagine what you could receive from the Lord. The difference between depositing it into that machine in hopes that you might win the jackpot is you're risking it and, and, and you might receive nothing back. Uh, the truth is if you will have any amount of faith uh, and you deposit that into the spirit realm, it will never return void. If you will have faith for it, uh, you will be better off for it. Uh, you will receive something if you'll just deposit something small. Jesus said that you only need the size of a mustard grain, a mustard seed type of faith. If you can move mountains, the mountain will move. If you'll just have that much faith, you might have come here not with much tonight, but what you have, it's time to give it to Him. In 2 Kings chapter 4, and I don't have time to go through all of this, but 2 Kings 4, there's a woman. She's of the sons of the, the wives of the sons of the prophets. Uh, and Elisha, he comes to, to her house uh, and, he, and she begins to say, hey, I have nothing. And the collector's going to come and take my kids uh, because I don't have enough money to pay my husband's debts off. Uh, and so the prophet Elijah, he says this, he says, tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And, he, and this is what you need to understand. Elijah said, pretty much, that's enough. It doesn't matter if you feel like it's nothing. She said, nothing but a jar of oil. There was no positivity in that statement. There was nothing confident about what she had. But the prophet said, that's enough. And I'm here today to tell you, if you have just a little bit of faith, that's enough. If you can have enough strength to come to this altar, lift your hand, that's enough for God to do a miracle. If you could stand up, lift your hand, that's enough tonight. If you'll just have a little bit of faith, it's enough tonight for God to do the miraculous. It's a year of great faith. I want to change the way that you think. If we're going to go to another dimension of faith, another level of faith, we haven't even scratched the surface of what the disciples operated in that level of faith in the New Testament. The, the church had so much faith at that time in the New Testament that they didn't even, they said Paul or Peter, James, John, they can't come to us. So we're going to go to them. We're just going to lay our, our sick 
sick in the street and when the pastor walks by we just know that the shadow is strong enough that there's going to be healing that would go forth that's great faith that's great faith and we can operate in that level of faith today you can have that type of faith that you can go to your friend and say hey we're having an evangelistic service they might not be able to come lay hands on you but if you'll just come to the altar you're going to receive your healing that's speaking faith and that's the level of faith that God wants to take us to tonight some of us struggle with having faith for issues that we've caused ourselves. I will give you an illustration there was a, a woman named Chris she was a drug addict she had shot up so much that she had hepatitis C from sharing needles she had shot up so much she began to burst all her veins and she could not shoot up anymore she got MRSA infected in her arms and it began to spread through her body as it began to spread it began to get into her heart valve and she went to the doctors and the doctor said there is no amount of antibiotics there's no medicine that we can give you that it will take it out of the heart valve once it has reached your heart valve the MRSA has to run its course and most likely you will die it was at that moment that she called my wife and, and myself and she said the doctor said there's nothing more they can do I will just have to when it happens I'm gonna die so we prayed and Monday morning the doctors came and ran those test results again as they did they said we don't know how to say this but the hepatitis C is eating itself and not only that the MRSA came out of your heart valve there's no MRSA in your heart I'm here to tell you she caused that on herself she wasn't living for the Lord but she said I know that there's a couple Isaiah and Cheryl they worship a God that that heals so she began to call us and she began to ask would you pray to your God for healing for me and you know what God honored our prayers and God healed her and she went to a rehab a Christian rehab up in New York and as she went to that rehab she was doing great she began teaching Bible studies she began reaching the community she went on missions trips and began to minister the gospel and she was doing so well she got out of the rehab one year later as she got back home she got real sick and we could not understand why she was sick she went to the doctors the doctors had run every test uh, they had given her the strongest antibiotics they could give her and nothing was working they said we don't know why you are so sick uh, they begin to they said let's run more one more test uh, they ran an HIV test an AIDS test uh, and she tested positive they said most likely it had been dormant and something jump-started 
started it. You might have got sick and it, it jump started it and now it's showing in your, in your body. And, and so she was diagnosed with AIDS and, and she called us up again. She said, would you pray again? They just told me I had HIV and AIDS and, and so uh, would you pray that God would heal me? One month later, she went to the AIDS specialist uh, and she, as she went there, the AIDS specialist said, I don't know why you're here. You don't have AIDS. She was never treated for hepatitis C. I'm here to tell you right now, it doesn't matter if you're the cause of your sickness. It doesn't matter if you're the cause of your situation. God wants to restore you today. God wants to change your mindset about the faith that you have in Him. He can restore anything. If you'll just have a little bit of faith, just imagine what He could do if you'll just believe for Him to do it. There's a pastor. I'm almost done. If the musicians will come. We're, we're going to pray some prayers here in just a moment. God's going to do the miraculous in this place. There's a pastor's wife in Florida. This happened probably eight, nine years ago now. But she was diagnosed with uh, cancer. They, she had a microscopic speck of breast cancer. And they said, we want to do a biopsy on it. And at the time, uh, it, cancer treatments have uh, in, developed very much in the last few years and and but they it was the type of cancer they were not supposed to touch and because it would it would be like a bomb inside and it just blew up and and so they as they took that microscopic speck and they did a biopsy on it it blew up uh, in inside of her and within two weeks it went from just a microscopic speck to stage four cancer that stage four cancer was so advanced they said, they called up pastor and they said, pastor, we don't know what to do. It's move, It's growing so fast. We can see it growing underneath her skin. It's moving. The doctor finally said, you probably have this many months to live. And she said, then I don't want any more treatment. As she went to church, she began to just trust the Lord. And they had called for prayer. If you need anything from the Lord to come up front. As she began to walk down the aisle. She didn't even make it to the altar. She said she felt the Holy Ghost touch her. And in that very moment she said I knew I was healed. Kind of like the woman with the issue of blood. Jeez, nobody told her that she was healed. Jesus didn't say you were healed. She said, when I touched the hem, I felt virtue. And Jesus felt the virtue leave him. So she knew that she was healed. She said, her husband and her, and her said, we don't need to go to the doctor anymore. Because we know we're healed. But they said, you know what? Let's prove the doctor. Let's be a testimony to the doctor because the doctor said if you don't come back you're going to die so they said well let her run a blood test to show that we're cancer free and they ran that blood test and you know what it was cancer free from stage 4 cancer to cancer free that's what God can do. That's the level of faith. Nobody has to lay hands on you. Nobody has to pray for you. It's your faith that will loose the miracle. 
Your faith will loose the miracle in your life. God wants to bring you to a new dimension of faith. Can we stand? I was just at a church in Johnstown. As I begin to preach faith, a woman came up to the altar. She, I, I said, what, what do you need from the Lord? She said that I have gout in my feet and it hurts. And I, I've had it for several weeks now and, and I don't know how to get rid of it. So we prayed and God healed her. God can heal these types of things. There was a woman in Athens, Ohio. I was preaching a Section 3 rally at the time. And uh, there was a lady sitting all the way in the back. I had already called altar call. I said, everybody come up. And she didn't come up. And if you know me, I'll go back to you. So uh, when I say that, you better come up or I'm going to come back to you anyways. But I went back to her and I said, can I pray for you? And she said, yes. She didn't tell me what it was. I just said, Lord, I pray healing. I pray, pray, uh, pray blessing over her that she would leave here with something she did not come with. Uh, after that service, she came up to the front. Uh, she said, hey, I have to tell you something. She said, see my shoes? She said, these are so ugly and, and I don't like them. But she said, I have to wear these shoes because my foot is misshaped uh, because I have these bunions on my feet. Uh, and though bunion sounds kind of funny and and it just it what it's what happens with with age and with with wear and tear on your feet uh, and, and it hurts and and so she said I don't have to wear these shoes anymore she said when you prayed for me she said they're gone she said I don't have them anymore I'm here to tell you it's time to have great faith it's time to have great faith it's a year of great faith If we could, if everyone could come up, if you, if, if you can physically come, I would like you, I invite you to this altar. We're going to pray some prayers and God's going to do the miraculous. There's going to be people that aren't here that are healed. There's going to be people, family members that aren't here that you're going to pray prayers for and the miraculous is going to take place. Uh, you're, gonna, you're here and you need healing in your body. The miraculous is about to take place. said at the beginning of my message there's a spirit of restoration in this place right now if you have lost something that you once possessed you're going to receive it back today you might have lost a son or a daughter you're going to receive them back in the spirit today they might be lost in the world but you're going to pray some prayers today that's going to win them back in the holy ghost some of you you know some backsliders that aren't in the church and we've lost them but I'm gonna pray some prayers tonight and we're gonna win them back in the Holy Ghost we're gonna pray some prayers and it's gonna lose a new dimension of faith in this place hallelujah this is what I want us to do this is what I want us to do we're gonna do what we did this morning we're gonna pray a prayer of repentance we're gonna have faith faith says it's for me so go ahead and look at someone it's for me it's for me.
going to have focus. Focus only on the miracle. Get something in your mind and begin to focus on what Jesus can do. Just imagine what He will do if you'll just have enough faith to pray for it. We're going to have desire. Desire says, uh, I'm not going to stop until I receive something. Until I feel a change in the atmosphere. Until I feel something in my spirit. Uh,